Good evening, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Ozia, how are you, my man? I'm all right. A little tired. Not that hungry at all, actually, which is great. That's okay. We got a uh, got a big day here today, man. It's it's Wednesday, October second. Uh, you know what that means? Wednesday night war begins. Wednesday night wars. The Wednesday wars. I like that. That sounds good. We should coin that. There we go. <laughs> Don't take that for the listeners. But uh, yeah, we got a special interview here at the Eric Sword Circle podcast today. Um, today we are graced with the presence of Mr. Ryan Michaels of Future Great Wrestling here in our hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Hey guys, how we doing? Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, for, for those that don't know, Future Great Wrestling is a promotion here in, uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I had the privilege of checking out my first show with them last Friday, and I was entertained from start to finish. Um, the, the talent, top to bottom, from the refs to ring crew to even concessions, everybody was accommodating, everybody was friendly. Um, it, it was just a, an awesome environment. And uh, Ryan has been with Future Great for a while now and uh, has an upcoming show he wants to, wants to talk about with everybody. And, and uh, this is just kind of a little bit of a, of a get to know you. So, um, you know, without further ado, let's just go ahead and kick this off a little bit. Um, I, I think that, you know, I'd be remiss if the first thing we didn't talk about was the fact that uh, last Friday was a bit of a memorial tribute show of sorts. Um, to Super Zeta, who was a performer that uh, did a lot with the uh, former Heartland Wrestling Association and uh, has an affiliation with Future Great Great Wrestling, um, passed unexpectedly last week, and uh, a, a tribute show was held in his honor. Um, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit more about Zeta and, and what he meant to the, the FGW locker room and maybe any stories that, that uh, the fans would want to hear? Well, like you said, um... You know, going all the way back to the Heartland days, um, you know, Zeta was a very important key factor for a lot of the guys um, as far as, you know, you know, just, you know, how long he's been in business alone, let, let alone that, you know, just bringing a different style, um, the, you know, the Lucha Libre way and, and teaching a lot of guys how to work that style or just the communication wise alone on it. Um, as far as, you know, being someone in the locker room that, you know, everyone would look up to and, you know, get advice from, or if there was questions like that, as far as the, that Lucia style, I mean, he, he obviously was the guy to go to. And um, I, I don't necessarily have quite the longevity uh, with him that some of the others did, like say going back to the HWA days, I've known him strictly probably for like the last two years. And, um, you know, real nice guy, real professional. Um, you know, he, he loved, he loved all of us. He loved this business and, um, it's just a real, real tragic, sad thing that I, I don't even think a lot of us even knew he was, he was sick. I didn't. And uh, so when, when I found out, it kind of uh, kind of threw me through a loop there. You know, it, it's, it's like in this business, you do, you know, lose people and relatively sooner rather than later. And it just, you know, 
even if you know they're sick or they're not, or if it's a tragic accident, you know, it, it always does hit you a little, you know, it's, that's one of your boys. It hits you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, as part of that uh, tribute show, there was a, a memorial battle royal. Um, the winner gets a chance at FPW title uh, this this coming weekend, and uh, couldn't help but notice he had a bit of a Kofi Kingston type save uh, in the battle royal there, as far as kind of dangling with your feet, you know, hanging on the ropes there. So um, you know, that kind of being said, do you have a favorite, you know, Kofi Rumble spot? <laughs> I mean, there's been so many of them at this point. It's hard to pinpoint which one's which anymore. They all kind of just blur together. He's got his own. He could run his own little rumble as far as his little highlight reel goes. Um, probably the one for me that was the most impressive. I don't remember what year it was. Was the one where he got launched uh, over the corner, over one of the the buckles in the corner, and somehow. Landed on the ground, but his feet stayed on the aluminum steps. And I just thought, wow, that that takes just, I mean, that's just, you know, someone throw he gets thrown wrong, lands wrong, slides, anything. That that whole that whole spot's blown. So that that one that one amazed me a little bit. And I thought that okay, that one's pretty freaking cool. For sure. One, I think one of the most simple ones yet. One of the ones I thought was the hardest to do. Yeah. I think one of my favorite ones is when he was uh, handstand walking back to the back to the steps. Yeah, it was 2012, I think. That just that was one of the first ones he did where he was just like, this guy is literally walking fully on his hands to get back in the rumble, and then gets eliminated like two two entrance later. But I love it. Uh, what would you say, Ryan? Again, this is Eric Ozio with the Eric Squirrel Circle Podcast. Nice, nice to meet you here this evening on the the night of the premiere of AEW Television. Uh, what can you say some of your influences were into getting into the wrestling business? I mean, I can say that I've wanted to do this ever since I was as far back as I can remember. Like, literally, the farthest memory I can possibly think of back to being a baby, you know, wrestling was was my love. I was a Hulk Hogan kid growing up and um, always doing, like, moves to, you know, my younger sister or – aunt and uncle or actually a lot of it happened to my grandma it just, someone was in the room it was literally the love of my life ever since i can remember and um that's what i've always always wanted to do fantastic uh, as far i mean i guess as far as like influences go i mean obviously like i said hulk hogan any kid that sit there and says yeah. that they weren't a hulk hogan guy they're a liar yeah that's what got us all into it um but uh, like I said, Hogan, uh, as I got older, uh, Bret Hart was a huge idol of mine. And so Hogan, Bret Hart, and Triple H. Very nice. Very nice. Cerebral yep. assassin. We had a very nice uh, conversation yesterday as we were getting ready for this interview, uh, kind of debating Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels back and forth. Agreed to disagree. Uh, you know, they're, they're both... Certainly very accomplished. Um, you know, I certainly think that Shawn Michaels is better, but, you know, to each their own. Oh, you want to have this argument again, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it an argument. I'd call it a spirited, you know, debate. But that's uh, that's just me. Um, one thing that I definitely noticed, uh, you know, going to check out FPW for the first time is that there is a, a very family-friendly environment. And, uh, you know, I, I got the... 
you know, I got the sense that, you know, there are those, you know, fans that you know and that you see every week. Um, you know, what what do you think makes FGW stand out from a, you know, family friendly perspective and what you offer to, you know, to parents that just want to, you know, take their kids out for, for a kill Friday night? Well, it's like you said, like what we target are the is the family friendly environment. The kids are the main thing that we target as far as attendance or as far as, as storylines or characters or anything like that. It's 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 literally all about giving the kids something to believe in, whether it's um coming to cheer their heads off for the ones they love or boo the ones that they dislike. I mean <clears throat> if you can hook the kids more or less, you'll see the same regulars coming back again, 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 because the kids are having the time of their life. It's a, it's an easy Friday night. Um, it's not very expensive, and it's just something fun to go do. So, um, to me, the family, the family environments are the ones I actually do enjoy being a part of. Not the, not the bar crowd, uh, indie shows, or the ones with a lot of death matches or anything like that. I mean, it, it, it's fun for a minute. But it, to do that every single week, it's like it, everything just gets old real fast. Sure. Uh, do you have any fun stories as far as any particular fans that kind of stand out that you see every week or anything like that? Um, I mean, as far as me personally, there's been there's uh, there's one that I know that I've known for God, over ten years. Uh, I used to actually work with her at uh, Buffalo Wildlings back in the day and uh her name's angela and she's uh she's a sweetheart loves wrestling loves getting loves getting into it actually loves to try to get um other people like as far as just in the crowd invested in either telling storylines people that are new coming or you know what what this character is about or what's going on here yeah i mean she's she's a sweetheart very vocal so you can uh, it's never just um anytime you're out there it's not like you're gonna hear crickets you can all you can always at least hear the regulars always booing and cheering so and and that helps a lot too you don't have to go out there and you know the more they invest in storylines the less you have to go in there and kill yourself trying to get the fans invested so it, it, it's like a building process which is again which is that's what i do love about being week to week it's not going out there trying to have WrestleMania matches every single week and killing your body. You can just, sure. it's like playing chess with the crowd and trying to lead to certain events. I would personally love to be one of those people that just pisses the crowd off consistently week after week. Uh, I honestly think I would enjoy that more than getting applauded for a while. That's just um, my personal opinion. Yeah, that, uh, it's definitely easier to do that because you're pretty much at, you know, have free will to say and do whatever you want and it's a lot easier to get people to hate you than it is to have them actually invest and like you for the sake of liking you not to actually just think that oh he's a good guy i have to i like i have to like him you know there, there's a there's that there's that fine line but um and i i used to be like that i used to go out and um not in fgw but i used to go out and i could really get people to hate me i've had that security walk me to my car a couple times because I've had people waiting for me and, and things of that nature. As I'm getting older, I enjoy more that, you know, kind of giving back to the kids and making it feel is not real. Kayfabe right. is not real for them. Goodness. That is, that's something a little intense, but I love it. 
Good deal. Good deal. Uh, you know, there's this participation in 10 day photo challenge. Can you kind of elaborate on that? I, I kind of heard about it through Eric. Uh, can you kind of elaborate on that through your, um, what you're doing through, you know, through the, through your promotion? I have no idea what it is or where it started or how it came about. It's, I guess, for 10 days, you post 10 photos with no explanation to why you're posting them, which is, mm -hmm. I would think you'd want some kind of explanation of why, of why that one's important to you. But mm -hmm. I don't really know necessarily anything about where it came from. I actually just started doing it yesterday myself. How do you like it? So, I mean. How do you uh, like it? Do what now? How do you like it? Is it troublesome or do you actually enjoy putting it out there? I, I'm not really a big social media guy. I really, yeah. I mean, I have it for the sake of, of FGW and anything to help get the word out for all of us and our company. But I mean, for me personally, this one, this one's not so bad, but I, I, there's a lot of social media stuff that I don't take part in this one. This one's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So, but we're, we're only on day two. Wait, wait till I ask me again around day five, day six, if I'm sick of doing this yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you back on at the end of the 10 day challenge and see if you're uh, <clears throat> fully immersed or you want to just throw it out the window altogether. Right. Sure. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's got to be, a, you know, a nice lens to kind of look back on what you've done in, you know, in your career, you know, wouldn't you say? To, for a lot of guys, Yes, a lot of like a lot of guys are going to have a lot more um, history with some of their photos, I believe, than I am. Uh, I don't really have photos from the earlier days of my career, and I've I've probably been doing this for about, oh, geez, seven years maybe. But a lot of it's been very off and on. It wasn't consistent. Like I did it for a year, then I took took time off, came back for like four or five months, took time off again, went into retirement, and came out. I literally was probably retired for about two and a half years and then came out for what I thought was going to be a one-off match for someone that I just, I really did just want to wrestle. And we kind of uh, found a show to make it work. And I thought it was just going to be one time. And um, so then that led to another thing, to another thing. And then I've been full go ever since April or May of 2017. So this is actually the most consistent I've ever been. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Very nice. Two plus years. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. yeah. So we we kind of, you know, touched on it earlier, but, um, you know, obviously we noticed last week that your your ring gear had a lot of influence from Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, what, what's your earliest Brett Hart memory that you have? Honestly, my earliest Brett Hart memory is, do you guys remember the old uh, Royal Rumble game for the Super Nintendo? Sure do. That's my earliest thing of starting to like Bret Hart. Like, okay, Hulk's not on here. Okay, who am I going to use? Yeah. And I started using Bret. And then as I, um, I kind of got older, um, and it probably wasn't even much of Bret's, like, prime or his heyday or his rise or anything like that. And when Hogan went to WCW, I switched to WCW. I was a Hogan guy. So um, it wasn't until going back and kind of just studying matches or watching matches or trying to get ideas for something that maybe I wanted to do or watching a show that I've never seen before is that Brett's style really stood out to me. So I just more tapes, more tapes, more tapes. And the next thing I know, I'm like, like, I like him more than I've ever liked Hogan. Sure. Just from an overall. And um, so 
yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that my my the person I came to idolize as far as in the wrestling world all started a, a freaking video game. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, most kids, when they get into wrestling, it's usually the video game that comes first. And then they kind of figure out, oh, okay, so that's what I've been playing. You know, like, I uh, first game that I had was uh, the old WWF Warzone, and this was years before I had watched wrestling. But, you know, when you got the, you know, you got Austin Rock, you know, Farouk, uh, you know, Mark Henry, like, all of those guys. And then, you know, to kind of put the pieces together later, it's like, oh, okay, so I've been enjoying this the whole time. Cool. You know, it, it's, it seems that it's always... You know, video games are hook, and then, you know, the actual in-ring show, you know, does the rest. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, video games was definitely an influence on me. I Not so much in the wrestling world, but, like, obviously just in general, I played a lot. And then, as a college student, played way too much. Uh, didn't start playing the WWE games until, like, four years ago. Still not very good at them, but, hey, I enjoy them for what they are. Some are good. Um, I like the older ones better. Like, uh, mm. if you haven't played uh, No Mercy for the end. Oh my God! Greatest one ever. That's mm. the greatest one ever. Hands down. Hands yeah. down. Excellent. Very nice. Again, this is the Eric Squared Circle Podcast. My name is Eric Ozio. Here with Eric Robinson. Uh, here with our good friend uh, Ryan Michaels. Uh, well, new friend. Uh, just getting some takes from him. Uh, you know what? Not so much wrapping up, but what would you say some of your goals would be for this next coming year in the in your industry? I mean, for me personally, um, all my goals really just go with with future wrestling growing, whether it's um, expanding attendance, like uh, to move into a different part of the building to where we can get more people in, whether it's in production, whether it's in and just anything it seeing that company grow seeing hopefully the locker room grow over the year or you know over the next x amount of time um that's what's important to me uh, i don't want to see anybody get hurt uh, i mean i love all the guys that i'm back there with it is kind of like a little family and that's that's kind of one of the joys of being there every single week you really do get to know these people not so much just on a business side of it but professor but um personal sides and I mean you really you really you grow grow close to these people and, and that's I want to see everyone succeed and do well and have fun and want to keep coming back obviously I will always want to see the fans coming back and you know the regulars spreading the word too to bring new people in or us just you know it just takes that right show with the right person there to just all of a sudden have things blow up Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just always I'm just always wanting us as a whole as a company to keep moving forward. I don't want us to be stale. Yeah, that's always the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest thing with the corporation that they're actually starting to maybe curve out of a little bit. Just from what I've seen, it just gets so stale, so predictable. Uh, I hate the predictability. It just bothers me. Give me a little surprise. I like surprises. I'm not like other people. I love a surprise. Yeah. Like, bad or good? Well, not bad. You know, I can take it. I love good surprises. I like, I like good surprises. Yeah, and, and I think that's the beauty of kind of where we're at in, in wrestling right now. It seems like, you know, we're kind of in the midst of this, uh, you know, this renaissance of sorts where, you know, independent wrestling is, is more accessible than I think that it really ever has been, you know, with, with IWTV Live, 
Um, obviously, WWE Network and, and with everything that AEW has done to you know, partner with Bleacher Report and, and making it very streaming friendly. Um, you know, the options are, are out there. It's just, it, I, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. I mean, it's just a great time to be a fan right now with everything going on. Um, but that said, um, you guys have a have a pretty big show coming up this week, right? Uh, Huge. Yeah, it's um, we've got the uh, show, uh, the Future Legends of the Fall, coming up this Friday. Uh, it's usually about every two months. We have a, I guess I'll have a pay per view show, kind of our big blow off a blow off show to storylines going on and yada yada. Um, yeah, so it's usually the first Friday of every two months or so. And this Friday actually is one and um, pretty excited for it. A uh, couple of uh, really solid matches. I think they're going to happen. Uh, one thing that's going to kind of make everybody mad though is uh, we just got a little backstory. Uh, Mitch Magnus has been chasing the uh, FGW championship literally for about seven months now and finally just won it last week on this big emotional uh emotional show that we had and it was like the kind of like the you know ultimate feel-good moment was that and i feel and i feel when he wrestles eric paul in this friday he's gonna lose it so it's like starting back all over again so it's kind of oh my gosh really the timing wise on this is just established was gonna happen but no there's there's a lot of good matches i mean William Wolf and Amos are going to have, like, this big grudge match. Uh, Harley Fairfax and Shauna Reed. If Shauna Reed wins, this uh, the stable Darkness Worldwide breaks up. If Harley wins, Shauna has to join um, Darkness Worldwide. Uh, you know, we got Mark Magnum going against Jay West. I mean, there's, there's a lot of solid matches. I think they're going to be going down tomorrow. Pretty, uh, pretty excited for it. Awesome. So, uh, where can everybody check this out? So, Future Great Wrestling is held, like I said, every Friday in uh, Hamilton, Ohio, on uh, One North or One Ninety North Brookwood Avenue. Uh, bell time's always at seven thirty. Sometimes for the big shows, there's a pre-show, and you have like a match or two on there. But it, more or less, every show starts at seven thirty. Um, tickets for events, uh, general admissions, uh, usually six dollars, and eight dollars for front row uh the big shows they the prices do go up a little bit but um yeah it's it's literally right off of uh main and high street in hamilton awesome awesome very well, nice ryan we we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us um you know how can people find you on social media or how can they find you know future great wrestling on social media well like on facebook future great wrestling just uh just go check it out, like the page, follow us. I'm also on social media for Facebook. Just look for Ryan Michaels. I'm not on much. Don't post a lot of stuff. I kind of just more or less share or just kind of browse around whenever I'm bored. Uh, don't really have much to say all the time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, you can find uh, you can find me, Future Great Wrestling, or any of our guys, talent on Facebook. I'm sure some of them, most of them have Instagram or Twitter and all that. I don't, so I can't necessarily vouch for what they have or what we have. So, um, but we're out there. We're not hard to find. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thanks again for for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, for Eric Ozio, I'm Eric Robinson. Um, as always, you're listening to the Eric Squared Circle podcast. 
Um, feel free to connect with us. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Give us a like. Um, if you want to have any questions for us or any future guests that you want to be on the show, um, feel free to shoot us an email, ericsquaredcircle at gmail.com. Um, Ryan, thank you once again, and you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up with you soon. Very soon. Appreciate you guys. See you there Friday. Yeah. Once.